I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We've been asked several times how to host more people or build out entertainment spaces for folks. There's a lot of things that we can do. Depending on the size of your base, we can add in an island to get you more countertop space. We can put in some larger ovens so you can cook larger meals. We do beer bars. We can do wine bars. We can do soda machines, coolers, all that kind of stuff. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. This is the 919 Beer Podcast on 99.9 The Fan. Now here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Welcome to the 919 Beer Podcast. This is your new host, Adam Eshbaugh, with Wayne Holt. No Joe this week. I think we should just call it Novius. Joe Novius. <laughs> Not here. He is giving away Canes tickets somewhere. Advance Auto Parts. Gotcha. Yeah. He's, he on, he's doing a remote. It. He's yeah. doing a remote today. Yeah, no Alec today, so uh, we're just we're just going to wing this thing. <laughs> the good news is we've been properly fed. And we have from, great guests who can actually carry the show. great guests. We're just going to, I think we're just going to let them talk about their stuff, and I'm just going to drink some beer. I don't even care. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that attitude. Yeah. Uh, before <laughs> we get started, I do want to tell you a couple things. Um, we've got uh, Priority Draft. Reese stopped by, dropped some beers off for us. Thank you again, Reese. Also, code 919BPFD. Uh, that is going to allow you one free de- delivery from Priority Draft, and it can be used anytime. It does not expire. And Reese promises he's got some new, uh, new exciting stuff to tell us he about does, going man. forward. Well, Darren is uh, my friend. Darren is, is a member, and Darren hit me up like ten days ago, and and was just all excited because Darren's got a kegerator in the garage where he's got his TV and his man cave kind of in the garage. And I'm sure he was there Sunday watching the Daytona 500. He's a big race fan. But he hit me up and sent me the list, and Brewery Bavana is on Reese's list. Yep. And I'm like, wow. that's you know, Of course, there's lots of... Yeah, lots of great beer. Lots but, of great yeah. beer on there. Priority Draft keeps expanding the, it the does, portfolio. Man, and that's, and I think and he constantly fantastic. changes it and he's a little getting, bit, um, too. He's getting some stuff out of Charlotte. So I want to say that he's got Nota kegs on there as well. Um, right. But he's, you know, he's... he's He's reaching out. He's doing. Yeah. It. He's he's really making some yeah. good contacts and bringing in some really good uh, and a lot of it's sixtals. So yeah. So if you're if you're interested in some home delivery, especially of kegs, mm-hmm. uh, hit hit him up. Go to check out Priority Draft and and see what he can bring you. All right. Before we get to our guests, I'm not even gonna waste time with what we've been doing because what I've been doing uh, when I woke up Monday morning. And but I wonder what I was doing. Turned on Facebook. You were mo- Wayne lives in Cary now, by the way. <laughs> Officially a Cary resident again. Congrats on that. Yep, thanks, House man. is amazing looking. I've seen the pictures. It's a mess. Uh, I'll wait for my invitation to come over and drink that uh, that 23-year-old uh, whatever it is you got. Elijah that Elijah got Craig, delivered yesterday. Yep. Yeah. You're rubbing in front of my face. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Wayne moved. What I did Monday morning was check out Highland's Facebook page. Yes. Highland Brewing Company. And what I saw was a complete departure from what we are used the to Scottish with all with of their marketing. Yep, no no more Scotty. Yep. And people aren't happy about it. Imagine that. Well, you know, I think that probably the local market, meaning local, meaning Asheville, North Carolina, which was their original market, are not happy because that's what they were accustomed to. But those guys are in a lot of the Southeast. I mean, yeah. they're, they're in- I think like 11 states I was going to say, yeah, over 10 states. So- it's not uncommon for for 
I mean, Big Boss rebranded after within a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not uncommon for a brewery to rebrand. These guys have yeah, been but there people for get so used to it, Wayne. Twenty-four years. People get so used right? to it. I mean, it's up to the people, right? Well, the, you, you're not going to buy the beer that is the exact same recipe and tastes just as great if you don't like the logo anymore. But how many times have Bud Light or Bud Heavy or any of those guys? rebranded over the years. I mean, Miller Lite, they've all rebranded over the years, and yeah. they're the best-selling beers in the world. So, I don't think it's uncommon that a brewery rebrands, and especially as things change, as demographics change. Think about the demographic that was drinking that beer 24 years ago when they started, right. or, or or 15 years ago, or even five years ago. That's a totally different demographic now that's, that's consuming that product, and I think that demographic wants to see... Uh, is more accepting to the brand, yeah. the rebranding, for sure. So, it was shocking. I thought it was great. I thought it. I I now really like it. Well, I thought Leah did a great job. If, if you, if Absolutely, you haven't, if you haven't she seen the video, effectively communicated on that. She video. did. She she did a great job. Uh, she's a great person. Uh, her her dad. I mean, they, the things that they've done for Asheville and the beer scene up there. I'm not sure that it would be there if, if Oscar hadn't started that brewery 24 years ago. But she did a great job of conveying what their what their vision was and how it came together. And I think that's really important. to If you yeah. don't like it, watch the video. Yeah, and understand and, and it. She brought up a great point. Um, you know, our beer has changed. It's grown. Oh, it's just evolved. in the last four or five years. But our when, brand doesn't match that beer st- the beer anymore. Now, well, they still have a lot of their originals, right. but that's they're not their best sellers anymore. Well, when Holly came in from Stone, mm-hmm. who she's now with... She's at Guinness now. She's at Guinness now, but Holly came in with uh, basically... A, she could do what she wanted to do. Yeah. And you know they've got what their their small batch systems a seven barrel I think I'm not exactly yeah. sure I mean it's a, it's fairly large for for a small batch but she was able to come in and produce a lot of product and they they picked the ones that would really really kill it and man yeah. that product line is incredible right now it's awesome and 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 the space the space has has evolved over the last eighteen to twenty four months as well if you haven't been if you've been to Highland and you it's haven't not your been father's in, Highland if you haven't been in the last eighteen months. I'm going to Asheville tomorrow. Uh, we record on Thursday, so tomorrow I'm going up for. I'm speaking at a beer conference up there on Saturday. Uh, the Asheville Brewers Alliance is having their annual conference, and uh, and I'm going up tomorrow. And on the way in, we will probably stop at Highland, absolutely, because uh, I want to go in and I'll probably get a new T-shirt because they've got the new branding on it. Uh, but they've done a lot of changes, even to the tap room since I was there or we were there last year, mm-hmm. and I was there one other time last summer. I'm just excited. And I was just there a few weeks ago. Yeah, their rooftop bar, I mean, the the meadow. Rooftop might be open. It's so nice it's, out there. It, you know, it's supposed to be 72 tomorrow and Saturday in Asheville. Yeah, yeah so you've, just, got, you've got yeah. to go there. I'll tell you, my favorite part of the new branding is the colors, mm-hmm. the bright, lively colors. Yep. They still have the mountains involved. Yep. It makes sense. And, and you know, the people that are upset about Scotty, in fact, I heard one, I saw one guy on Facebook said, not until they bring back Scotty. So you're telling me you're not going to have one of their beers until they put a guy with a kilt back on <laughs> the logo. That doesn't even that doesn't even compute to me. But whatever, people are going to have their opinions. Whatever. Well, go to the festival and let Oscar in his kilt serve you one of the beers. There you go. I mean, you can still get it. Yeah, and, and I mean, the only reason Scotty was there, the only reason it's called Highland, that's where the Scottish folks in North Carolina settled. In, originally in Asheville, so that's what makes sense. But they didn't have a whole lot of Scottish beer right. in their lineup, right? You know, and 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 things change, and that's what they talk about in that video. So especially if you haven't seen it. Uh, the new branding. Check out uh, Highland Brewing Company's Facebook page. Make sure you watch the videos, and uh, I think that I think the branding is going to grow on you. But uh, 
you know, good for them, changing with the times, and I'm still going to drink their awesome beer all the time. I was going to say, and if you haven't had their beer lately, give it a shot. I mean, they've got some really good stuff that's out there that's you know, over the last three or four years, that whole lineup. I mean, they still have a lot of their staples from before, but man, the beer that they have, that Holly put out there and they're continuing mm-hmm. to do is, is very exciting. Just awesome stuff. Also, one uh, little selfish plug for me. I've got, uh, if you're it, nope. looking for something to do on Saturday, <laughs> come out to the Mason Jar. If you're in town, uh, check out our Lager Olympics at 1 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a lot of dysfunctional stuff going on that uh, you'll probably love to drink a beer and watch and laugh at. Yeah, and another selfish plug. If you're going to be in Nashville, hit me up. I'll come have a beer with you. There you go. Might even buy. I mean, it. I mean, I mean, you I can buy it. You can buy him a beer. I was going to say I'll buy you. You, know, <laughs> you can buy me one, or you can give me one, or I'll just buy you one. I would imagine there are going to be a few people going out to the uh, Asheville Brewers yeah. Alliance uh, Expo. Should be a fun week. So that'll be a fun time. All right, we're going to welcome in our first guest here. I guess this is a little bit different. We have a food guest that also is kind of a beer guest. Kind of a beer guest. Yeah, definitely a beer guest. They were. Do you have like ties to the beer community, Tyler? Tyler Watt of Pharmacy Bottle and Beverage. Pharmacy Bottle and Beverage in downtown Cary. And Postmaster. Postmaster Restaurant, also in downtown Also Cary. known as Wayne's Hometown. That's right. We've been we've been lucky to have Wayne come into both establishments. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so a couple weeks ago, I came in there because you're one of my accounts. True. Right? Correct. Uh, at, uh, from Mason Jar. So, I came in to check on things, and that's when I found... Uh, Joe, Found Joe, cheating Joe on and you Zeke's with, with infidel- and, and Glenn's <laughs> infidelity, and uh, neither Wayne nor I got a phone call. So Tyler and I just kind of sat there and talked the entire time and ate and Zeke's ate, food. Of course, yeah, it was a good, it was a good site visit. Well, I was going to say you could have worse things to do than hang out with Tyler and drink his beer and eat Zeke's food. Yeah. Well, all right. So before we talk about Zeke's food, let's talk okay. about your food because sure. you guys provided lunch. We and, did, and you brought your chefs in here. We did, yes. So uh, we are lucky enough to have a couple talented chefs that we uh, brought into downtown Cary who are doing amazing food. Um, and today we just brought a few of our cold items, uh, some oysters, uh, some salads, and some root veg plate. Uh, I think everybody enjoyed them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fantastic. It was by far the healthiest lunch we've ever had say. before recording a <laughs> yeah. podcast. It was nothing about it that was heavy. There was nothing about it that was fried. No, but you know what? Oysters, for some reason, raw oysters especially, like, always make me full. Like, I, I have a few of them, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I guess it's, it's, it's the salt. Well, they're rich. They're, they, they're filling. Yeah, plus you put them on. We put them on our house chicharron, I mean, which is a little little twist on the rooster. And all right, what is a rooster? Filling. You keep saying that. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, traditionally, a rooster is a uh, oyster on top of a saltine cracker with some hot sauce and a little horseradish, and it's, it's, okay. it's so, kind of the beginner so, step to so raw the way, oysters. So, the way I started eating raw oysters. Okay, Correct. gotcha, gotcha. I, I never knew that was like a thing. Yeah. That's, so, tell us what. What was all, all of yours? I mean, from top to bottom, or bottom to top. Tell us, tell us how you build yours. Oh, I, I mean, I, I like to eat them straight out of the shell. No, personally. no, no, no. But what you brought, what you brought to us? Tell us what, yeah, what I'll, just, at the I'll let the chefs touch on that because they're right, the, they're we, the geniuses there. What? All right, our chefs. Your names again, David. All right, David. You need to get right up on this microphone. Get like super friendly David. with it. Uh, Chris, David, and Chris. And where? So Tyler, I remember he was really excited when he brought you guys in. Where did you guys come from? We we both cooked um, in different Ashley Christensen restaurants. We both worked at Standard Foods when they opened. Uh, Chris was it Jewel? Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, helped uh, Sonny Gerhard open St. Rock Fine Oysters and Bar in downtown Raleigh. That's where I was most recently. Okay, so was this oyster your idea? 
Uh, it was actually David. His uh, background lies more in seafood, um, gotcha. so we like to call him our resident fishmonger over yeah. at Postmaster. <laughs> well, and you guys yeah. do pretty much a fresh catch like every day, pretty much. Yeah. Well, it's we work with local seafood, so every single week we just we text him and just say, "Hey, what you know? What can we get this week?" So we get new oysters every week. Um, that we've got a set at the spot, and then we do a fresh market catch every week. So it's a different setup. So it's okay. a different dish every week. Every week. Yeah, and then depending on if you know, let's say we start with tile fish, and then we run out of tile fish, we get a new fish. We do a new plate. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. there's been yeah. some weeks where we've had three different sets, which is a cool thing for people to come back. That every single week, there's a new dish and a new fish. Um, and that also those fish play into that seasonality too. I gotcha. Yeah. So Wayne Wayne is not a fish guy. I am, but Wayne will eat oysters, and I will. he did. Yeah. Uh, so what was this? What was this thing? I mean, it was it was delicious, but I will never do it justice just talking about it by myself. Uh, so our take on our rooster is we uh, do a chicharron, uh, which is just a fried pork skin. Uh, it's a, about a two day process doing little, those guys. You have little to- piece of pork heaven yeah what it is (laughs) you gotta boil them down chill them scrape the fat off dehydrate them and then you fry them about 400 degrees and it's crazy they'll go from a one inch by one inch little square and they'll turn into a giant monstrous looking thing um so we take those we do a little spice blend on those um do a raw shucked oyster uh currently we what we got had today was uh pamlico sound bounties uh got this from local seafood again Uh, and then we did a harissa and uh, horseradish aioli. Uh, Harissa is an African spice blend. Does a lot of takes a lot of like savory from like sage and such, and um, a lot of cayenne and ancho chili as well. So it's got a bit of a kick. And then we have a pickled mustard seed that we did on top of it as well, uh, which was the kind of caviar looking stuff they saw. On right. the top. Yeah, yep. it, it totally yeah. looked like caviar. It did. Yeah. In fact, somebody came up and was like, "Oh, you guys bring caviar when Joe's not in." And I was like, "Only when Joe's not <laughs> only in. when Joe's not here. Absolutely. So we fancy when Joe's not here. Uh, but you guys been up for what now? Five or six weeks?" So yeah, we've been open uh, since about uh, right before Christmas time. Oh really? Um, okay. And we just did our grand opening about three weeks ago, um, and so we're we're fresh, we're new, um, and we're constantly kind of changing both beer and wine and liquor. Uh, menu changes all the time. So yeah, we're just kind of starting out and having fun with it so far. But the whole downtown carry scene has changed quite a bit. I mean, pharmacy opened what three years ago? Pharmacy's coming up on three year anniversary okay. in March. And you were the first. You were there before Bond, so wow. you were really the first <laughs> real beer establishment in downtown Cary. Crosstown uh, Pub beat right. us by about two weeks. Right, but, but, but they were more. They're, they're more not, food and pub they've based. Got, they've got great beer. They've got some decent spirits in there. But Absolutely. they are more of a pub, and it's more about their food. Correct. More more of a sports pub. So you um, came in and, and created a little different scene from the, with the beer. We were the only. We were the only quote unquote bottle shop or, or tap room. Uh, not associated with a brewery for many years in downtown Cary. Right. So so then you get Bond Brothers. We get Bond. And that's another game changer. Traffic Absolutely. certainly increased down there. Totally. The festivals, their grand opening. They're drawing tons of people. Winning awards. Winning awards. Yep. Mating in. The Maton came in and totally changed uh, the street and, and all the downtown. Uh, the infrastructure down there has totally changed. Uh, and then a lot of other great things that have popped up in downtown Cary, uh, you know, coffee, ice cream. Mm-hmm. You got brew down yep. there. We've got a new, uh, you know, 10-acre park coming in with a new regional library that's going to draw a big crowd. Uh, so the downtown the pizza joint that I can't pronounce the, the Felici, like, yep. Felici, yeah, great pizza down there. Yep. Uh, I mean that that whole area is just growing in the last three years um, to to an, 
something that I don't think anybody in Kerry ever thought they would have. Well, you know, I think you know Kerry had a great vision because they started probably 15 years ago buying up properties. Oh, so, yeah. so the vision was there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a native of, of the area, not necessarily Kerry, mm-hmm. but I lived in Kerry for 14 years before going back to Southern Wake County for five. And we left there five years ago. And we're like, yeah, you know, my wife's always wanted to live in downtown Kerry. I'm like, why? Why? Right. You know, she just liked driving you. And, you know, we, we, we talked about it. Yeah. I don't want to live down there because you can't get to anything. Nothing there. And five years later, here we are. We just moved back uh, on Monday, so we are in downtown Cary now. Congrats. And, and you guys are the biggest reason we're there. I mean, all the things that are happening. Sidebar opened up last Thursday. Absolutely. I uh, haven't made it in. I did I did get in there and talk to Matt before they got open. But yeah. everything that I've heard about your food, about Sidebar, the pizza place, Bond, all of them, it's just fantastic. Well, when I grew up in, in Raleigh in the 90s, uh, you only went to Cary to play sports right. against Cary High. Yep. Maybe you grab a hot dog at Ashworth's. Um, oh, yeah. And, Which and I that, still do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we, we do too. In fact, our bartender came in yesterday with two hot dogs from yep. there, so it still happens every day. Um, but it, it's it's an area that I think nobody really thought about until the last three to four years. Right. And now it's just booming. And I think it is a neighborhood that people really are driving towards and, and want to be a part of. But the food, beer, and spirits experience in downtown Cary is is really good and, and it's it's on par with other great neighborhoods now yeah. you know the size of Cary doesn't allow us to necessarily compete with a downtown raleigh right um but the size of Cary and the amount of items down there and and you can make a night of it now whereas before you had to go to just one location uh you can make a night of hitting three or four locations yeah, but if you take raleigh out of it or, or durham out of it sure. you know then you start looking at downtown apex uh down you know fuqua over in the verena side the, the has a lot going on with the area. aviator uh-huh. um Wake Forest, White Street, in that little area. I mean, downtown Cary, I, I will put, I'll say it has surpassed Apex. I would agree with that. Yeah, as I, far as the food and beverage the, scene. The quality of the yep. food that's being yep. done, the quality of the beer that's being done, I, I think is unmatched. And then we got Chef Michael coming and taking taking over the house that's, I forget what it's called down there, owned by the town of Cary. Jones House, they've yeah. tapped on another abbreviation right, to right. it or something. But, but hopefully he'll be open by spring or early summer. And that's going to be a game changer, too, because yep. the quality of food that he did at both of his previous restaurants And is, at Prestonwood, too. I mean, he was chef at Prestonwood, then on, and then he's got elements in Chapel Hill. And, right. You know, he makes some really, really cool cocktails as well. Yeah. So, oh, um, absolutely. And it's a great historic home right across from the park. So it'll be a nice addition to downtown. Again, and just a, a growing carry scene that I think people are, are waking up to more and more every day. Okay. So getting back to your role in that scene. Sure. Um, pharmacy has been the spot. In fact, I remember when you and I. When Wayne and I went there right after you first opened, three mm-hmm. almost three years ago, yeah. we were on a panel for Brew Economy, yep. and and um, we were like, "Wow, Carrie's so different already." It was. Um, and I remember that night because that was a night yep. that with the the theater next door, which is also a great addition to downtown, yep, right. and, and you know we're directly neighbors with them, so we have a very good relationship with the theater. We've tried to uh, you know work with them on different events. Um, and I remember that night because that was kind of our first night of welcoming, you know, the beer crowd into Bond's Cary. Serving beer that night, weren't yeah. they giving some samples out? That was yeah. also the night that we introduced Bond yeah. to the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky enough to be the first place where Bond did a true sampling of mm-hmm. all their product. Um, so we had a big line for that. We had a big line for the theater. And now you don't even carry their stuff. 
<laughs> we 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 do not have a lot of Bond product in the shop. That's that is correct. Yeah, I mean they're a block away. But but we you know we support them. They Absolutely. support us. Absolutely. Uh, any yeah. of the festivals that happen, we you know we gladly send people down there, um, and they gladly send people to us. It's a collaborative effort. It's a collaborative there, which effort. Is what I really like. Absolutely. Everybody's working together. Everybody's working together. Um, and you know what we saw over the last few years was just the demand of people wanting to come into Cary, and that that's kind of what led to Postmaster Restaurant was. People would constantly come in over the last three years saying, where do we eat? Where yep. should we go? Where's the next spot? And, you know, we had two or three options. Mm-hmm. Uh, this three years ago. Now, we have lots of options. And I kind of saw it as an opportunity to say, you know, if, if nobody else is going to open a new restaurant, hey, let's, let's us open a new restaurant. Um, so, we designed it from the ground up to have, you know, parking, which is huge in downtown right. Cary. Uh, we've got a nice patio with roll-up doors. Um, so, we've, we've made it a really comfortable space to, to come as you are and enjoy great food. Well, I think it's funny too. I had uh, I was having beer with um, a couple of my bankers because my, my main bank is right there in downtown Cary, and I was having beer with those guys a couple of weeks ago. And one of my bankers said that probably three years ago, someone got off of the train and walked in the bank and just said, "Hey, where can I get a cup of coffee?" It was early in the morning. And at that time, there was nowhere to get a cup of coffee in downtown Cary. Nothing. So the banker literally, they made a pot of coffee and gave this person a <laughs> cup of coffee. Mm. Um, but that's how much has changed in just three years. And with all the things, um, there's so much capital, in, so many capital improvements being made down there. Yeah. Uh, obviously led by George Jordan, who is sure. spending tens of millions of dollars to build- Building new buildings. Building new buildings. Yep. Uh, but, but his family's been in there for 70, 80 years. Oh, absolutely. So he's got the, he's committed to it. But that's just bringing people. That new condo building that's going to be done uh, down at Urban and mm-hmm. Chatham is going to be, and that's a game changer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the price of those are, are mirroring downtown Raleigh. Absolutely. $350 a foot for a condo. And I think if you look long term, you might see downtown Cary as a neighborhood that has light rail access or train well, access yeah, in well, the absolutely. future. Absolutely. I mean, you've, you've got the station right there. And honestly, yep. that's one of the things that I'm really excited about is being able to walk three blocks from my house to the train station and go to a Panthers game. Oh, yeah. Get home, I, you know. If I need to ride home, I just get Ricky Rickshaw to pick me up at the station, take me to my house. If I can't walk, I mean, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, that's. I think that's something where you see, you know, really a growth pattern is when when you get a rickshaw in your downtown. Know, right? Well, that's, that's I mean, a game changer. Let's, let's call it out though. Holly Springs had him first. Holly Springs had that's him true. first. That's true. But he left for greener pastures in downtown Cary. <laughs> Might be more to the story on that. Anyway, back to your if place. You yeah, yeah. Back to your place, and I want to get uh, Chris and David back on here too because we didn't finish talking about the food. And possibly the thing that I couldn't stop eating, uh, your salad. Yeah. So you know, while we have the the meat options for for people that are looking to do that, and we have the snack options for people just looking for quick appetizers, uh, we definitely uh, want to have something available for the vegans, for the vegetarians, um, and so we we do a couple really great salads, uh, some really great pickled vegetable plates. Um, the chefs put their twist on it, so it's not just your run-of-the-mill, you know, side of greens and side right. of veg. Uh, we're putting care and effort into it and presenting it in a uh, a really great style um, that is just unique to to not only downtown Cary but to the whole Triangle region. I think. Yeah, Chris, David, what, um, whichever one wants or both of you, um, what did we have there? We had we had pickled stuff. It was great. Yeah. Beat. And they I were usually, awesome. And I don't usually just dive into things I don't know exactly what they are. I, I mean, I think I had a pretty good idea what most of the stuff in there was, but that's not usually my MO. Well, I'll let David tackle the root veg play because that one's got a great you, you did the salad? Uh, well, they're, they're all collaborative efforts, um, yeah. but uh, 
uh, what a lot of the methods that we do on like something like the root veg cha- plate, um, they'll change, you know, as we mm-hmm. have what we have in house, what's available, like the pickling liquid. Um, say we want to put cardamom versus star anise one week, uh, we'll, we'll do that just to you know switch it up, see what's we used, new. What's we used uh, we used moonshine last week from Pine Top, actually, um, mm-hmm. in our pickling liquid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, so tell us what was in there. So the root veg plate is a. Uh, it's got on the bottom that sauce was a chocolate habanero aioli. Mm. So about August of last year, we went to the Ronnie Moore stand at the farmers market, which is where we get all of our produce from, and we took two cases of their chocolate habaneros and dehydrated them mm-hmm. because we wanted to have peppers and heat throughout the winter, so that we could still put North Carolina spices into our. Like we had a pie that we put it in, so we made we made an aioli out of it, um, and then we have roasted beets that get roasted in balsamic, sorghum, pickled turnips, rutabaga, and then normally there's fried squash, but we just we knew that wouldn't carry very well. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was pickled sweet potatoes. Okay, on top. so you do put something fried. You do put something in to warm there, it up a little bit. So there, mix yeah, a, there, mix the, there's the, a fried squash element because we basically just wanted to have you know you got your raw different textures you're yeah. pickled you're roasted you're fried well yeah. whatever we had was outstanding <laughs> was. and i wouldn't i probably wouldn't like go out of my way to order something like that but now that i've had that when my wife and i go there we're i'm definitely gonna we're gonna have to get yeah because certainly in our family kelly's the one who is the um the one that'll try anything she i mean she she will she will eat anything i've seen her eat stuff that i'm like there's no way i would even think about that uh but she will we were there what three or four weeks ago um it was before your opening so it's probably four weeks ago we were there and everybody at the table ordered something different and so we got to try yeah. quite a few different that's different the best plates. way to eat yeah. there too yeah. that's and that's and that's what our small smallish plates we've got or? it's like a 16 item menu and then there's about four main um mm-hmm. but it's you know we encourage people to share yeah it's, uh, it's really nice when you see a family come in a uh, group of kids and you know people some we'll have some people come in and say like hey is there a kids menu and we'll be like you know no but there are things that kids you know are not completely oblivious to right. and uh we'll have kids eating you know oysters things that they normally wouldn't eat at home or right. you know at applebee's and such and just having a great time like uh we had a kid uh eating our uh gnocchi grit plate where we take uh cooked grits and uh, make gnocchi out of that mm. instead of using cook, cooked potatoes and uh, this little kid was saying it was more I think the there was on the menu than that we were there yeah that's always like that's gonna be there yeah, for a yeah. while mm-hmm. but we are we're chris and i are really excited because we're going to start to be able to change the menu yeah. with spring coming. I was going to say, yeah, this guy, so, your, your, your timing's perfect. Yeah, we take take about like an hour a day, sit in our little lounge, read some cookbooks, see what we can draw inspiration from. Which is another from. Chris mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a really nice little area that we just get to, you know, I mean, we get there pretty early in the day so we can get everything ready for service. Uh, but every time we need to take a break, brainstorm a little bit, it's really nice to have a little little lounge area to go sit in, draw some inspiration, and figure out what we, what our next move is, which is really cool to have. Then there was, cool. a, then there was a, another salad. Tell us about that one. Uh, so that's what we call our Joko green salad. Uh, we call it that because all of our greens are coming from Ronnie Moore's produce uh, okay. using Johnson County uh, greens. And uh, what we do is we use a lemon vinaigrette on there, and then we have a whipped farmer's cheese that we make in-house. That's that stuff was unreal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's got some charred sweet potato relish, which we just take charred sweet potatoes Unrealer, and make a little salad actually. on top of that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a salad on top of a salad. And then um, David mentioned earlier that instead of you know chasing around a couple bits of pecan all the way through, uh, we grate it on top so it's kind of spread throughout. Uh, so it's kind of more balanced and every bite is a pl- pack of flavor. And I liked it. You must be from around here. 
Uh, I'm not actually. David is. Um, You're not, but you still said pecan. I'm from the south. I was going to say yeah, Georgia, yeah. maybe somewhere. You're I was southern, born in anyway. Georgia. Yeah, there yeah. You mm-hmm. There you go. No pecan. Guys, thank you so much. Tyler, thank you. Uh, Chris and David, thank you guys for whipping up the food. It was incredible. Um, Any events or anything you want to tell us about coming up either at Postmaster, which is a restaurant, or Pharmacy uh, there on uh, Chatham Street? Yeah, well, you know, Pharmacy is always having events. I mean, we have something coming up every week. Uh, We have a release tonight of some limited cans from Highwire. Next couple weeks, we have lots of events scheduled with local breweries. Uh, You know, we're always getting uh, limited product coming into the shop. So it's definitely something to check out on a weekly basis. Uh, Next couple weeks, obviously, we're rolling into NC Beer Month. Uh, so lots of events coming up there. Um, and then over at Postmaster, um, yeah, we're starting to just kind of find our way. We're starting to do some uh, weekly specials where we're offering uh, discounted, uh, you know, wines or beers or small plates. So, you know, keep your eyes open for that. Um, and then late March, there is a big downtown carry festival happening uh, where we're going to be front and center and we're kind of devising the plan right now but we're gonna have a, a band in the parking lot we're gonna have uh, beer wine and cider out on the street uh, there's 20 plus vendors bond brothers is hosting a big band uh, so lots of good things happening in downtown Cary over the next couple months awesome tyler thanks again for coming on uh postmaster i'm popping my peas really bad postmaster and um uh pharmacy, pharmacy. <laughs> Both in Cary. Make sure you go to check them out. Plus, Wayne lives in downtown Cary. That's now, right. So you you, might, you might have a Wayne sighting if you hey, we, are unlucky. I don't every know. time I see him, I make sure I say hello. <laughs> well, hey, thank you guys for having us out. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We're going to go ahead and welcome in our next guest, Bill Gerds of Linwood Brewing Concern. It's been a couple years, it I has. think, since you've been on here. I think um, we've had Linwood back on the show, but, but not you. Uh, last time you were in was a few years ago, and... I made you bring me my own pizza from the restaurant. That's right. And you sat there and watched me eat it the entire time. Right. I still don't feel bad about that. No, you shouldn't. Anyway, how are things? How's Linwood? Good. Yeah, just plugging along. Staying busy. So, nothing new? No, like, more, like, gold medals from, like, major places? No, not since GBL. You guys get, like, two or three new ones a year, though, it seems. (laughs) We try. Uh, yeah, we got two last year. Yeah, most recently you got two. You got one for what we're drinking now. Hypes, hop, I did it again. Hop sauce, right? Or no? Yeah, we did, but not. that was in the U.S. Open Beer okay. Championships, a different comp. But yeah, we got uh, for JBF, we had got our Saison Galaxy and right. uh, and Mosaic Pale Ale got a silver. And Mosaic, gotcha. And you've also won other awards for most of your beers, right? If you have a your f- Black IPA. Your, yeah. Your, I mean, everybody knows Hubris. Which you just came out with. Yeah. You just did what? You just you guys just had a small batch? Yeah, just did a little ten barrel batch at the pub there. And then we're doing a, a twenty barrel batch right now. It's in the tank actually. And uh we're gonna can some of that in March. So Yeah, they're gonna can hubris. Do you hear that, Wayne? I did hear that. That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I can actually get some. I, th- I did get a couple of bottles. Uh, Darren, I got a couple Darren, of bottles like in September, I think. Was it August, September? Well, Darren and you I guys went, did it last time. Darren and I yeah. went to the release and um had, you know, had a pint. Or two, yeah. I think, and then I think we each grabbed a couple of bottles. Whatever, whatever yeah. your whatever your limit was. That was it. actually the mm-hmm. first time I tasted hop sauce too. Okay, I yeah, had not. You, I, I had just not had you. that. You, yeah, you we, right we, in front we of passed us. each yeah. other. Yep. Um, yeah, but we're we're enjoying hop sauce right now. Tell us a little bit about this one before we get too deep. Yeah. So 
this is my new baby anyway mine uh the newest beer i'm excited about but it's uh it's just a straightforward ipa not a lot of in the way of malt could try to keep it dry and uh just abuse it with hops we use galaxy eldorado sim no, no i'm sorry galaxy eldorado mosaic and citra wow yeah yeah Lots nice, of my favorites. Nice and fruity, <laughs> super dry. Yeah. What What's your malt bill looking like on this one? On this, it's actually 100% two row. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when the reason for for me asking that is because now I actually pay attention to these things. You like right. to steal your notes. I need to know what goes into something. these beers. <laughs> but um, you know, obviously, it changes changes how those those hops react or at least are presented in the beer yeah absolutely um that that a lot of people just take for granted yeah get the malt out of the way yeah it's always been my yeah i mean mantra, yeah. so what, what's the abv on this about seven percent really yeah is this in cans uh it's not we're talking about maybe doing some it's a pretty good beer eventually it's, yeah it's a very smooth very easy drinking ipa right there nice yeah. thank you yeah we goes do. down almost too easy for uh in an early afternoon on Thursday, <laughs> right? Yeah, seven percent or especially. All right. What what else? I mean, what else do you guys have out that? I mean, you guys have so many special beers that I think are specials. You know, we always joke between Wayne, Joe, and myself that we each have like our spot in Raleigh, like our our or Triangle Brewery. That like that's our spot. Like we'll go to if. If I actually have time to just go and sit somewhere and have right. a couple beers, and mine's always Linwood, uh, oh. Wayne's is always Bond, right. and Joe's is always Trophy, and like we make fun of each other a little <laughs> nice. bit for that. Yeah. But you know, it's it's nice to have those places. But you know, I I love your hoppy beers. You and I are both hop fans, yeah. and um, you know, we've had these discussions. Mm-hmm. But I love that I can go there and get one of six to eight different hop forward beers right. that are all going to be distinctly different yeah uh like your drop bale bear mm-hmm. ugh, drop bear uh australian pale ale uh what do you have in that because that's another didn't that win a gold or silver or something yeah two years ago jbf yeah um that one actually we use galaxy as half of that and then um mosaic and eldorado to kind of support that galaxy okay yeah why why the name drop bear uh actually it was a guy who sold beer for for us at the time and i was looking i was i brewed it just to enter it in gbf and i i was trying to think of a great name and he <laughs> he mentioned drop bear which i had never heard of so i had to google it but it's it's a australian folklore of a carnivorous <laughs> koala Koalas, bear right yeah, yeah that drop on tourists and eat them basically so i loved it i like it <laughs> we both wanted to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah that, i thought that was a great name yeah that's my favorite um and galaxy is australian correct yeah yep yeah galaxy yeah. australian for hops, for hops. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I was about to go there <laughs> right. you, you beat me <laughs> but you use a lot of galaxy so that gives you drop bear it gives you hop sauce and it gives you your saison yeah. which, which was one of your latest metal winners too yep you don't in a saison you don't really see something like that very often right what made you decide to go that route is just because you like hops so much yeah so i try to put i try to get hops into everything if i can help it um that is actually andy gallagher's beer a guy i brought over to run the production facility from michigan and um he's a great saison brewer and he he knows how i feel about hops so we went ahead and dry hopped that thing and that's the both worlds there right (laughs) well speaking of andy uh you have he has ties to you in the past right tell us 
catch people up who may not know much about you. Where where did you come from, and how did you end up here in Raleigh brewing for Linwood? Right, I started uh, I started brewing in in Michigan about 2004. I was on uh, on with the little my little local Flint brew pub, Redwood Brewing. Uh, I got on with them. I was part time with a real job for about four years uh, doing that, and then I got in with Arbor Brewing Company in Ann Arbor and stayed there for about four years and ran those two breweries. And then I took a job at uh, the year before I left at Crankers, which is a it was a startup at that time with uh, Adam Mills, good buddy of mine who who was the head brewer there. And uh, that's where I met Andy. I was there for a year. Um, he came in, brought some beers. He was homebrewing at the time and, and cleaning commercial planes, I believe, or polishing planes or, or refueling. That might be destroying that something story. with commercal uh, right but uh flying them yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> but yeah i met him there he brought some beers that i thought were phenomenal and then uh when i left i was just looking for somewhere warm to go and so i ended up in raleigh but he took my job basically at uh at crankers and worked there for two years and before i brought him down so you were able to bring him down here. yep um so you guys have uh, you guys, as in Linwood, have a bit of an interesting, um, I, I don't want to say past, interesting uh, growth, like how you guys started, right? So you weren't always a brewery. It was Linwood Grill. Right. Right? It was this sports bar. Everybody knew it had great pizza, had a really great craft beer selection. And one day, Linwood Grill has their own beer. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. I like hearing it from the brewer's perspective, though. Obviously, when we have like brewery owners in here, we talk more ownership stuff. When we have brewers in here, we're going to talk more beer stuff. But how how difficult was it for you and for you guys to overcome that that stigma of oh, this is just a sports bar? What what are they going to have that uh, craft beer drinkers possibly going to like? Right. And what do you think like the first breakthrough moment was? Right. It it took a while to get I think just to get people in there and to take us seriously as a brewery. I mean, we the place was packed already. They didn't need to add the brewery. The place just was always full. It's part of the reason I took the job. Like this can't fail, you know, even if, even if <laughs> right. the beer's terrible. I got a built-in clientele already here. Right. Just got to exactly. screw it up, right? Yeah, but how <laughs> did you get that clientele to actually start drinking the beer? Yeah, that's the interesting part. We had so we had 26 taps there and he originally Ted just wanted six taps of our beer and he was hoping for maybe, you know, 15-20% of this beer sales to be our beer. And that would have been that, but uh I don't know. We just started. I guess. I guess hop on top. Kind of did it when I first first got in there. Uh, it's. I don't know. I guess the word spread kind of slowly. We started getting a few people in there. They were actually there just to try the beers, um, and then we. Uh, I think the most important part. We started converting people over that were there drinking the other craft beers and even Budweiser in, into our beers. Right. Well, you guys. That's why you have Linwood Light. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, you, light, right? you have some other beers that are just more accessible for Absolutely. those drinkers. Yep. Um, but how long ago was this? You guys are you've got to be going on five five or six years now, right? Yeah, we're about to hit five. So uh, we opened early July 2013 at, okay. the, at the brew pub there. Yeah, I remember when I first met you. We had a, one of our old Taste the Triangle events yep. out there. Mm-hmm. In the in the tiny brewery, that's right. And we had about at least thirty five people. It was packed. It was packed, and it was hot. And, and <laughs> right. but that was the first time. Um, I think you guys. That was the first time I had hubris 
Okay, yeah. And that was the first time you had done hubris. Mm-hmm. And that was the beer that all of us that night, and this was after you gave us the whole tour and the spiel and, and on, on your background and all that, you had already gone. You had left for the evening, and we were all sitting around, and uh, our, my buddy Joe, our, our Wayne and I have this friend, other, other Joe in our life, mm-hmm. he handed it to me. He's like, you got to taste this beer. And I was like, okay. And I smelled it. I was like, this smells really nice. And it was this, this new double IPA from from Linwood, and we were like, holy cow, this beer is incredible. Anderson yeah, Joe is our friend who has probably the most refined palate of anyone we personally know. Oh, okay. So when he hands you something, he's already dissected it. And he's <laughs> or not... he hands it to you to sabotage. There's always well, yeah, that yeah, beer yeah, friend right, yeah. that does that. Yes. <laughs> right. Taste this coffee beer. Taste green pepper. Now I can't get it out of my right, head. Right, yeah, he'll do that to you, too. He'll plant yeah. that seed. Uh, but right. I remember that. Plus you had, um, I think you had just, I don't even know if it was called What's your Russian Imperial Stout? Um, it's, it's called Putin Tang. Now. Was it called yeah, Putin Tang? It, it yeah, I don't think it was, no, right? It wasn't. Um, but you had that out. You mm-hmm. had the barrel aged version. Oh out. yeah. And uh, so you you had some really stellar beers within that first year that nobody was expecting. Yeah. And I remember some friends from Charlotte came up. Uh, in fact, Ryan Self from uh, Old Mac came up oh, for yeah. the first uh, for the first beer Arcana. And he was like, where should I go? I'm going to hit some places uh, on Friday afternoon. And I said, go to Linwood. He was like, really? I said, yep. Yeah. And he went. I remember and he this. tried everything. Yeah. And he was impressed with everything. And uh, he's, the, awesome. he's the kind of guy that he's going to tell you mm-hmm. if he's impressed or he's not impressed. You just need to be ready for it. Right. And uh, no, he, he was thoroughly impressed with everything. And that's when I was like, yeah, okay, good. I do have some good taste in, <laughs> in some things I drink. Nice. That's but awesome. since then, you guys have really come a long way. So you started with the restaurant mm-hmm. and brewing, not out of the basement of the restaurant, but it was on the side right. of the restaurant. Now that brewery is still there. It is, yeah. What do you guys still do there that, do you just do like small batch uh, releases only at the restaurant or how does that work? So yeah, that's that's kind of what allows us to have 20, I think we have 20 beers on tap right now. So we have, uh, we do a lot of the mainstays at the production facility, of course. Mm-hmm. We still brew hop on top at the, at the brew pub for the brew pub. Other than that, we kind of shuffle based on need and, and all the small batches and new beers come out of the brew pub. Do you hear that beer nerds? You can get small batch hop on top mm-hmm. at at the actual Linwood Grill, That's right. which is going to be so much better than the production scale, because it just is, because it's it's small batch, right, Bill? That's how it works. Mm. Every everybody knows that, Bill. <laughs> you can't um, you can't really scale beer up and still make right. it good. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, right, Wayne. It's difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hard to do that, especially if it's a lager. <laughs> so, so this takes me what three was it three years ago that you guys moved into this space already almost yeah it'll be in october yeah three okay years. so so two and a half years ago you guys moved into that space and i think you were like the final piece there right so sub noir was already down the street big boss had been there for years yep. uh and uh noose river and nickel point were yep. kind of right around the corner as well and then you guys came in What's it been like since you guys have been there? You're mainly there now, right? Yeah, yeah, I do a little back and forth, but I'm I'm there most of the time. Yeah. It's been great. It's the the reception has been great. That building has come a long way. We were kind of the first ones in there. Um and now there's all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. There's a distillery uh, right next door, there right? There is, yeah, Pine Top. Those guys are great. Um there's a art studio right next to us, a furniture chair or a furniture store, Trig Modern. Um there's a loading dock cooperative workspace. There's a glass blower place called Glass, which is really cool. Um, 
Jeez, there's all kinds of stuff. You guys kind of have that little courtyard area, too. This is what I was kind of yeah. getting to. So, the coolest thing that I think about your new place, uh, when I was there several months ago, Ted showed me, geez, it had to be almost a year ago now, um, but Ted showed me your barrel room. Yeah. And <clears throat> your barrel room is basically your event space, right? Yep. Absolutely. That you use for like special things. You have your barrel club. And, yep. Um, tell us, can you tell us a little bit about like what that is? And and what you're what you guys are doing with that and, yeah. and your sour program? Yeah, so that's part of, that's part of what I brought Andy on for as well. It's to kind of run the sour program first and foremost. Um, but yeah, we so we we got right now. I think we have seventy ish wine barrels in there, and we're, we're always adding to it. Um, we've got two fermenters that we use for wild fermentations in the brew house actually now, so that allows us a little flexibility when we're filling these barrels. But yeah, we're we're able to basically turn our barrel room into something that can make a little bit of money on the side as an event space and uh it's worked out great get you know wedding receptions if they're on the small side or whatever. yeah i was gonna ask you, you have any idea what the capacity is uh, I, I should no idea i should but okay. i don't it's a really cool space though yeah uh, in fact you you guys had us there uh one night oh yeah um, back in the summer and um everybody was was raving about you know the, especially the folks who hadn't been to the brewery Mm-hmm. at least for a while you know i remember when you guys first started adding barrels yeah. period period like into the tap room people were like oh this is really cool right and nobody had any idea what the vision was i guess that's the mm-hmm. cool thing about working with ted he kind of has a vision that yeah he can he doesn't have to brag about his vision he just <laughs> goes right. ahead and implements it. it and then people are like oh man absolutely i didn't see this coming and the look of that place that's all ted i mean he's just he says just a good job with that it's uh well considering once you guys took over um you know what was it a uh, Blackbeard or something. Blackjack. 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 Yeah, and it was something piratey. Right. So yeah, Blackjack was there before, and, and they vacated to open up in Wilmington. Which are they, are they open yet? I'm not nope. sure. I don't anyway, think so. I don't think so. So um, so anyway, they vacated to go to Wilmington. You guys came in and, and took what they had started, and just really made it incredible. I mean, the, the, hearing Ted talk about some of the pieces of um, industrial equipment. That are basically just works of art. Yeah. And how he came about those and what the vision was for it's really, really cool. Yeah. And then, of course, the beer speaks for itself. I mean, the beer is incredible. You've done a fantastic job with that. I appreciate Um, that. But I think that, I mean, obviously, you can can start with really, 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 really good beer in a crappy tap room. I mean, a la burial. We've all been to Barrel and shook our head and go, wow, look at this dump. But it's still (laughs) an incredible, really cool spot. It's, It's It has grown over the years. Kind of like you guys have grown, but totally different way. I mean, obviously, Ted had, had a great vision and has put a lot of money into that facility. Absolutely. It's a really, really cool spot. I mean, Blackjack had some some vision, I think. Obviously, the glass looking into the brewery, some of the things that they had done up front. Yeah. Um, they had a nice bar area. Uh, I think they had done some things right, but you guys just took it, and Ted just really just blew it up. Yeah, he did. And the event space is really cool, too. We did the, the, the one event up there that was uh, pretty well attended, and we had a great time. Oh, it was good. really cool. Yeah. Really cool. That's awesome. So what's on the horizon for Linwood Brewing Concern? So actually, the biggest news, I think, is um, so right across the parking lot, that little standalone building. Yep. It's right on the other side mm-hmm. of our um, our beer garden, basically. Good. Ted got that now. So it's going to be Wilson's, which is it's going to be um, 
uh, bar service food yeah, or counter service food. I'm not sure on the menu, still working on that, but uh, some flatbread pizzas and sandwiches and whatever else. We're going to put another bar over there serving our beer as well. And then that opens up the whole beer garden. So we have that whole space now. Okay. So you will be able to go back and forth Absolutely. with your beers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And maybe we're not sure, but you may even be able to order from one and walk to the other. We have some like kiosks, maybe, you know. Awesome. A lot so self serve stuff. Yeah. So that'll eliminate food trucks from your area. It will eventually, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Well, so but at the end of the day, I mean, for you guys as a, as a brewery and as, oh, a, yeah. as a food establishment, that's the direction you need to go. Because yeah. obviously, you're, the food trucks are convenient for people that don't have the background. Obviously, Ted's got the background in running yeah. a fine restaurant. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. that's certainly a natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. It should be. We should be there uh, late summer, early wow. fall. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Are you doing a dog park, too? Because, I mean, you guys have a lot of dogs. I mean, I'd say some, right. some days there's more dogs than people there. <laughs> right. I mean, like some people bring three dogs, and it's just them. Right. It's just yeah. amazing. I know. <laughs> A dog park coming because you guys do <laughs> right. not allow dogs inside only on the patio correct yeah we don't anymore yeah. we did but we right. had to, we had to stop doing that but well, yeah I think that's going to come across the triangle here soon yeah it's going to have yeah, to unfortunately yep. Uh, yep. but yeah well uh basically that beer garden is kind of like a dog well, park. I've already I mean, thought, man, a, dog park. in fact adam and i had a, had, a, had a conversation several years ago there was a building in downtown Cary that we looked at and we talked about and it had the absolute perfect spot for a dog park i says if we could put a dog park here and yep. open a brewery we would crush it I right. mean, every dog owner in the triangle would come because it would truly be like the town of Cary's dog. In fact, I went over to the town of Cary dog park and walked it to get ideas of what we could do with it. And obviously, it never came to fruition. I, don't a, know if I, I got still cold. believe in that project. I think though. I got That's cold a great feet. Idea. That, I think I got cold feet because Adam Adventure went into the brewery business. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, Wayne has a little more wisdom than I do. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, mm-hmm. you have a dog. I do. You also have a pig. I do. Yeah, I have a little pug named Milton, and I have a uh, a pig named Ernesto. How Ernesto. long? How long have you had a pig, and what made you decide? Whenever you show, whenever you have a picture like on Facebook or whatever, like I've got to show it to my kids. I'm like, right. look at my friend Bill's pig, and they're like, oh my gosh, can we get a pig? I, nope, I should have never shown you this picture. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, so that was my wife. She she gets all the credit for that. We've always kind of talked about maybe having a little pig, you know. And when he started, he was little, but. Uh, He's about 100 pounds now. Oh we always talk about a really? pig, too, but it's usually for dinner. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's 100 pounds? Yeah. And he's, he's about maxed out, we think. You think? We hope. How old is he? He's he's four months old. <laughs> <laughs> he's about he's a, turned six weeks. <laughs> he's about a year and uh, maybe a year and four months or so. All right. So if anybody is interested in getting a pig as a pet, contact Bill. What? <laughs> What do they need to know? I mean, how do they compare to dogs, and how do they get along with dogs and kids and all that? Right, they yeah. do. They do pretty good with with everybody. He's kind of a, he's a little bit grumpy sometimes, but <laughs> he, uh, the, him and the dog get along well. The dog's you know twenty pounds, and he still runs the show for whatever reason. I guess a predator prey relationship or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, they're kind of like a. They're almost kind of more like a cat than a dog. Like really? They're not, yeah, they're not. He's not a. He's Do coming sh- around does now. Does he shed? Oh uh, yeah, he blows his coat actually once a year, so he goes basically completely hairless, and uh, okay, and then he grows it back. But I had a friend who had one, and I actually went to the dude's house and uh, had no clue that he had a pig, and uh, rolled in. This pig probably about the same, probably hundred pounds. It was a, it was a. <laughs> it's I mean, like picking out so your I grew own up on, I grew up on a tobacco and cattle farm, and we had pigs till I was about seventeen or eighteen. Okay, so I walked in, I see a pig. You know, <laughs> right. I see a pet. I see a pig. Um, but Jim told me then he was like. They're actually pretty clean animals. Absolutely, that they are—they're much neater than 
even a cat or a dog in a lot of cases. Yeah. So, yeah. so how does he listen? He's, like, uh, is he a good listener? Yeah, he kind of knows his young? name. Yeah, yeah, right. He's, he kind he's of loud. knows his name. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Ernesto. Right. He sort of he sort of gets it. Uh, he'll come when called. Sometimes, <laughs> so like a cat. You're right. He's kind of like a cat. cat. Yeah. It's uh, but he is affectionate. My wife snuggles. He stays him. inside, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Ninety percent of the time. And he's house trained, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hasn't had an accident in like almost a year, probably. All right. I, I just I have so many questions. Like, <laughs> do you ever walk him? Yeah, we do. We have like, a harness for him. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. need to see this. He's, I need to come. Over he's not a great man. walker though. I mean, it's real slow. He stops all the time, and, and it's they're hard, strong. It's hard to I mean, drag they're really strong. I mean, more so than a dog would, as far as. Dragging you along. What oh, kind definitely. of pig do you have? Oh man, it's not just like a little pot belly pig. I mean, no, it's right. hundred pounds. Yeah, Why did, did you did you know he was going to be this big? No, kind of. I think I think they a lot of people say that's that's kind of the myth about him anyway is is that they will stay that small. Okay, I don't think there's any varieties, at least that I know of, that'll actually did, where stay did, tiny. Where did your wife? get this animal it was so she she does she's a personal trainer and uh one of her clients at the gym or actually one of her friends uh got one and my wife held it and you know fell in love with it and we went to check it check it out and this little pig was uh he was kind of one of the last ones right (laughs) he was kind of one of the last ones left and um he just looked miserable and uh (laughs) (laughs) he needed a home (laughs) right is he a Berkshire, a Chester White, a Duroc, a Hampshire. I mean, you know, you got a, a lot of pigs. Right. A Duroc. You got a yeah, Duroc. but like there are some, there are some that are like bred for pets. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, and kind they're, of they're more the smaller. Yeah, yeah the so smaller what's the ultimate variety. goal with this pig? <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> July Fourth. Is... I know how Charlotte Webb's Charlotte's Webb ends. <laughs> exactly. Um, some pig. <laughs> what? <laughs> That'll do, pig. Uh, that was Babe, I think. What? No, that was Charlotte's Webb. Yeah, that was. Um, what? Last question about the pig. I promise. Um, <laughs> what's the life expectancy, and what's uh, like the what's like the vet? What do the vet bills look like for forever? Us yeah, we have. A, we actually just got. So he hasn't been to many vet visits yet. But um, we just got. A, there's a mobile vet that mm-hmm. will come to us. That uh, yeah, I guess you can't like pop him into Banfield or PetSmart. No, he doesn't do well in cars either. So it's uh, he does not like to travel. So was he get car sick? <laughs> he may. I guess he yeah. just gets angry. Yeah, he gets he gets mad, scared, and you know he might evacuate himself in the car. So that's, put that's him in the not bed pleasant. Pickup truck. Because we used to take him to the brewery, and we'd take him to, <laughs> and you know on his leash. You we said no smaller. dogs, but you didn't say exactly no, no pigs. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, I don't know. They get they go. I think twelve years ish. Okay. you know, kind of like a hundred pound dog. pig. How much? Last que- Very last question. <laughs> How much does he eat, and what does he eat? What do you uh, feed him? So they have uh, they have pig food. This looks like hamster pellets almost. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mini pig food. We got tractor supply, and he eats. A ton. We probably feed him too much. Uh, maybe it's six hundred pounds. Right. Maybe six, seven cups of that stuff a day, plus uh, carrots and whatever vegetation we have. They'll Slop eat anything. off the table. They will. Yeah. They'll eat anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. Enough pig talk. Bill. <laughs> Bill Gerds from Linwood Brewing Concern. Bill, thank you so much for coming in. It was good catching up with you. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. Talking, talking pigs, talking yes. pugs, talking beer. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We did it without Joe. <laughs> Joe who? <laughs> I mean, we've got we've got a week, and then we have him, and I think he's gone again the next week. And I'll probably go on the next week too. So you might be solo, bro. Oh my gosh! That's, no, that's, that's, the, that's no, the, nobody wants that. That's the Thursday I'm supposed to go to uh, Hunapoo. Oh yeah, Tampa. That's a worthy cause. Well, maybe I can get Alec in here. I don't even remember why Alec couldn't. Alec had some family thing or something. Anyway, Bill Gerds, thank you for coming in. Uh, make sure you go to Linwood and check these guys out. Get some of their hoppy goodness, or even not the hoppy stuff. But uh, next week. 
new week. We've got uh, Firestone Walker mm, nice. coming in. They're going to be uh, coming in and, and chatting about uh, how why they're in North Carolina now and what beers we can get. Also, we're going to talk to Katie Smith uh, via phone. She's going to talk to us about the Pink Boot Society and the upcoming Beard of Femme Festival. Which is a week from this Saturday, right? March 3rd? Th- it is. It is. It is a week and from this Saturday. And and in fact, room. we are going to be giving two, giving away two general admission tickets for that. Cool. Yeah. So all we need to do is think of a good hashtag. I'm thinking hashtag no Joe show. What do you think of that? I think that'll get lots of play. I think that's a good one. So if you uh, if you want to tweet us that you want to go to Beer to Fem at uh, Raleigh Beer Garden in a couple weeks, uh, just make sure you say we want we want the tickets. Hashtag no Joe show and. Uh, Maybe maybe a funny picture or funny line, and we'll pick one. Maybe a Sound picture good? of Joe with like the the an X through it or something. The maybe line, yeah, you know, the we'll no Joe. Yeah, get creative with it. Anyway, all right. We'll see you next week. Cheers. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We've been asked several times how to host more people or build out entertainment spaces for folks. There's a lot of things that we can do. Depending on the size of your base, we can add in an island, get you more countertop space. We can put in some larger ovens so you can cook larger meals. We do beer bars. We can do wine bars. We can do soda machines, coolers, all that kind of stuff. Please stop by our showroom 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com.